So Jesus had been teaching the crowds. And in terms of that, there had been many wonderful things happening. A little bit before this, Jesus had fed the 5,000. A miraculous experience. It was powerful. And then directly before this, Jesus had walked on the water. So Jesus is actively ministering, and wherever he's going, God is confirming the word, Christ, with signs following. And now Jesus begins to say some things which are a little difficult for some of the people to receive. Because Jesus begins to say that, I am the bread that has come down from heaven. And they're like shaking their heads, what does this mean? Jesus also says that unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part of me, and also that you will not have eternal life. So this is what Jesus is saying. Now, let's pick it up. John 6, 47, Jesus says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. And then Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Boldly, he says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I, so let me just pick it up here. <clears throat> I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled amongst themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of God and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whomever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. Verse 57, as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. Do you see the connection? The Father, the living Father sent me, and here Jesus is alive, and he is living, and those who feed on him will therefore live. No one gets the life that comes from the Father except through Jesus. Verse 58, it says, this is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate, in the, uh, ate the manna and are dead. And then it ends up with this line. It says, he who eats this bread will live forever. And I declare that over you today, that he who eats this bread and drinks this blood will live forever. And I'm quoting Jesus Christ as I'm saying this. Beautiful. Now, if you were one of those disciples and you following Jesus, you've seen beautiful miracles. People are being drawn to Jesus, not just because of the miracles, but because of his love, because of his heart, because of his authority. And if you are one of those, and next thing, 
Jesus says that he's the bread that comes down from heaven. Okay, that's maybe not too difficult to receive. And then Jesus said that you must eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. How would you have felt? Would you have been offended? You know, when I preach, I try to make things so clear so that everybody understands everything. But Jesus knew the time had not yet come for them to be able to understand, and so he spoke in a veiled way. And then people began to be offended. They were thinking, well, is this cannibalism? But Jesus was speaking metaphorically. He was speaking about the spiritual giving of his blood and of his body, which would later on be represented by these elements, the bread and the cup. He was speaking metaphorically. But he was making it clear that you have to receive his life in order to have eternal life. It's really powerful. But some people were offended when he said that. I wanna ask you this. Is it possible that you may have become offended at God? Sometimes God works in ways in our lives that we don't always understand. And when we think plans should unfold like this and then they don't unfold like that, you can become offended at God. Don't become offended at God. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my thoughts and my ways higher than your ways. Trust the one with infinite wisdom. Even if you don't understand what's going on in your life, trust the one with infinite wisdom. He knows what he's doing. Embrace his plan for your life. And so here they were, and this, these statements were made, and then some of the people started turning away and didn't want to follow Jesus anymore. The crowds, many of them, started turning and walking away. No, this is crazy. The flesh and the blood thing, this is crazy. And Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, do you also want to leave me? Wow. And then Simon Peter, Peter, the man who we've been reading through his book for weeks and weeks now, he said, where else will we go? You have the words of life. There's nowhere else to go for the words of life. People are looking in all the wrong places for the words of life. I wanna tell you, the words of life are in the word of God. The words of life are spoken to him, from him into your heart. The words of life are spoken here. The Bible says that God's ways are in the sanctuary. Do you know that? It says, God's ways are in the sanctuary. The words of life are here today. And you know, just one more thing before we partake. Listen to this. So, when, they were, when the Israelites were in Egypt and the plagues were busy taking place and then there was the plague where the firstborn was gonna be killed of every Egyptian household and God said, to protect my people, they will slaughter a, a little lamb, a perfect lamb, and they will eat the lamb unless you eat of my flesh. And there was nothing supposed to be left over. Some of you guys that are uh, into the, the meat diet, this one would have been exactly for you. <laughs> oh, thanks for the big chuckle there. <laughs> Anyhow, so they were to eat of the lamb, but they were to take the blood and they were to place some of the blood on the center lintel. 
symbolizing where Jesus' head would be, so to speak. They were also to place the blood on either side of the doorposts, signaling where Jesus' hands would be as he was crucified. And no doubt, when they put the blood on the doorpost in terms of the lintel, it would have dropped down and there would have been some drops there, signaling where Jesus' feet would have been. And so here, Jesus' crucifixion was foreshadowed right there in Passover. And do you know that they had to be ready to leave the very next day, because immediately the next day, the God said, have your sandals on, have your belt around your feet, and have your tunic, and so on. You be ready. The very next day, you're going to be delivered, and I'm going to release you from this bondage, and you're going to go into the promised land. Here's the point, folks, in case you're not getting it. The moment you encounter the Lamb of God that washes you and makes you clean is the moment of your exodus. It's the moment of your deliverance. He takes you out of what you we're in, and he takes you into his promised lands, out of Egypt. We're going to sing that song just now. And so as the blood was on the lintels, you know what happened? The angel of death passed over the households that had the blood on the doorposts. The angel of death passed over. That's why it's called Passover. We, we say Easter, but it's actually Passover. And the moment the blood of God is applied to your heart, the angel of death cannot take your life out, but the angel of death passes over because you have life. You've eaten it, you've ingested it. You are life in Jesus Christ. Isn't it amazing what God has done for us? Praise God. So I trust you have the bread and the cup ready. But just to read verse 53 and 54 again now in the Living Bible, it says, Jesus said, with all the earnestness I possess, this is in the Living Bible, unless you eat the flesh of the Messiah and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But, thank you Lord for this but, <laughs> but anyone who does eat my flesh and drink my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day. Lord, we lift up the bread right now before you. Our hearts are overflowing in gratitude to you. Thank you for the work and the way of the cross. As we break this, we remind ourselves, Lord, of how your body was broken so that we could may be made whole. We remind ourselves of the price you paid. We remind ourselves of how much you love us. And now we want to eat of your flesh and drink of your blood, the body of the Lord broken for you. Now, Lord, we want to lift up the cup. Can anybody say thank you for the blood? Lord, thank you for the blood. This blood does what no one through all humanity could ever do. The blood of Christ cleanses us from all our sin. And if we confess our sin, He's faithful just to forgive us cleanse us from all unrighteousness so that we live with no condemnation. 
that we live not with a sin consciousness, but we live with a righteousness in Christ consciousness. Lord, we lift up this, this cup now, this juice in prayer before you. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus. Thank you. We receive every covenant blessing and promise, everything that is available to us, the blood of the Lord shed for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.